Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. This episode is brought to you by the number 72, 84, and 85 Plyo Box Series. I am your host, resident fitness expert Matt. And I'm Chris, your everyday 9-to-5-er. Today we're doing something a little bit different than our usual format. We've been reaching out to our listeners and have collected a list of questions that have been sent our way. No, these are not my questions, but I might throw in a couple of them if that's okay with you. Sounds good. Throw Sounds whatever good. you want. Sweet. I, I Well, you don't want to tell me to throw whatever I want. <laughs> That's a bad idea. But uh, yeah, I guess I can just get this started, right? Sure. First question we have. Do you have any exercises that I could do at my desk to burn some extra calories without bothering my coworkers? Oh, excellent. So there's two That's questions question. there. Number one, what can I do at my desk to exercise and burn calories? And number two... Not bothering my coworkers. <laughs> Plenty of stuff you can do at your desk. I don't know if it's going to bother your coworkers or not, but <laughs> I could just imagine. What I guess are that you just doing? depends on uh, what kind of setting you're in, and if you're in a cube or not in a cube, or yeah, whatever your work work area or workstation looks like, uh, and whoever your coworkers are, maybe they wouldn't mind if you're on the side of your desk doing push-ups and jumping on top of your desk doing box jumps and squatting and, you know, doing whatever you want. So I don't know your work situation, but if you've got cool uh, co-workers and they don't mind you moving around and shuffling around your workspace, that would be great. But if you do want to make sure that you're keeping it a little bit low-key and you're not disturbing the uh, general work environment, I do have two very good solutions. One of them being a fitness, ma- fitness machine that's very low profile that can fit right underneath your desk, and all it does is lets you move your feet like a little bike. That's um, cute. Yeah, so they're little exercise bikes, little uh, mini ellipticals. Um, all you do is put your feet right on top of the pedals, and uh, you just ride them like a bike. You can increase the resistance level. Um, you can also pedal forward and backwards on some models. gives you a little bit of tension, but not enough to where you have to really focus on what you're doing. Uh, you can just increase your activity, increase the muscles that you're using so you're not just sedentary and sitting down at your desk. So although you're not going to burn tons of calories, if you use it long enough, it might add up throughout the day to be a pretty good chunk. I've used uh, one of those before. Out. It's pretty fun. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Again, they don't they don't take much effort and they don't take much brain power, number one. So you can actually still get uh, work done while you're using it. Uh, if you want a little bit more of a challenge, if you want a little bit more of movement that you can associate at your workspace, this is probably my favorite, but a gym ball, all right? Oh, fun. Big stability ball uh, that you can basically just substitute for your chair. A couple <laughs> of reasons why I like this uh, piece of equipment. Number one, it's comfortable to sit on. Uh, at least I think so. It is. It is. I've done that. Yeah. So comfortable on your tailbone. Again, if you don't have a very soft cushion on your seat, sometimes you can develop a little bit of... Uh, sacral pain on your backside, which is uncomfortable. I have sciatica, so I, I'm all well aware of that. Yeah, so the exercise ball can help relieve some of that pain. But the next reason is, is it's really hard to sit on that ball, right, and not move around. <laughs> 
Wiggle, um, wiggle, wiggle, yeah, wiggle. <laughs> so if you're sitting in your chair, you're not really moving, right? You're not expending energy. You're not burning extra calories. If you're on that ball, you've got to constantly be aware that you're on a ball that could potentially, you know, throw you off if you're not paying attention. So having to contract your core, having to stay in a balanced position requires more muscular effort, which will turn into extra calories burned. So it's actually a really good one. Yeah, and you can actually, you know, it's not that unstable to where you feel like you can't type, you can't work, you can't make a phone call. Like it's it's a pretty comfortable situation to be in uh, to kind of give your body a little bit of a different feel to kind of relieve some pains and also make sure that you're utilizing a little bit different muscles and more of them so you can increase your calories throughout the day. And again, you won't be bothering anybody because you're just sitting on a ball. Maybe you're wiggling around a little bit. I don't know if that'll <laughs> weird some people out. but <laughs> It has weirded people out. If they look in my direction and they don't see the ball. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you moving like that? Just bouncing. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's terribly funny. So, yeah, those are my two favorites. Uh, under desk little mini bikes, uh, mini ellipticals, and then the gym ball, of course, uh, my personal favorite. Okay. those are That's actually some really good advice. I think there was another one here that was very similar. Uh, wow. We have a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, we'll just get as many as we can for our episode. Cool. Um, actually... There's one here that's kind of standing out to me, and that's mostly because yesterday we went out to lunch, and uh, pancakes were involved. Okay. I like pancakes. You like carbs. I do. I like them. Good, because this person's question was, how are carbs beneficial? Which is exactly what I was thinking when I watched you and the other guys scarf down these pancakes. Oh, I said I just like them. I don't really eat them. Oh, then what? Just kidding. That's a lie. (laughs) I love pancakes. Don't 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 make me a liar. Yeah, I, I, I ate a lot of them yesterday. So what's up with that? How yeah. are they beneficial? Um, so this is a huge topic. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, conflicting information on carbohydrates out there. Um, it's getting better, but if we're gonna make sure that it's just a one statement across the bo- across the board in terms of carbohydrates, um, they're good. You need them. Uh, more specifically, your brain needs them. Um, they are your preferred source of fuel for your brain. Uh, Your brain wants to use them for energy. They process them the best. Uh, So if you are neglecting your brain of carbohydrates, it's just not going to function properly. So that's the main thing, right? If you don't have proper brain function, you're going to feel it, right? Cognitively, you're going to be a little bit slower. You're not going to process things as fast. You'll feel it. It might affect your mood. So for that main reason, I never tell anybody to completely disregard carbohydrates. Well, that's um, good to know. Mainly for brain function. Now, I that, like do- spaghetti. that doesn't mean you just start pounding sugar every day, right? <laughs> there is a limit, obviously. Um, but everybody who's out there that's saying, oh, yeah, you don't need carbs. Carbs aren't important. It's going to make you fat, whatever. That's not true. Your brain needs it. Again, in healthy forms, obviously, you're not going to pound soda or eat a bunch of cookies to get your carbohydrates. But you do need them. Your body needs them. Your brain needs them. And you will be feeling it if you do not have them. The second reason, besides brain power and performance, is uh, just physical performance. Your your body likes to use carbohydrates when it has to react in an intense environment, right? So if you're an athlete, if you're somebody that's, you know, physically active, playing sports, and you're doing high-intensity activities, your body performs its best when it has quick energy to use. So carbohydrates, you know, are used throughout your body in the form of muscle glycogen, Uh, blood sugar is in your body that's processed quickly. Um, If you don't have carbohydrates in your bloodstream, you will not be able to perform maximal efforts. You will not be able to perform um, high-intensity activities to your best capabilities. doesn't mean you won't be able to do it. It just means you'll be limited in the amount of performance that you can 
that you can do. So for those two main reasons, I always make sure that people are eating carbohydrates from healthy sources, number one, for brain function, and number two, for physical performance. Just because I know that if you are limiting yourself from carbohydrates or you're not eating them at all, you're definitely going to have lower brain power and you're not going to be able to perform physically as well as so you So I can say yes to pizza? Uh, in limitations, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Limited yes to pizza. Yeah, I mean, I just ate pancakes, so, you know. Well, yeah, you didn't go crazy. I mean, I think I, could, I think that if I were to have scarfed down pancakes, it probably would have done more damage. <laughs> yeah, in, a, in all honesty, I did need it because I had ran six miles that yes. morning. So yes. I felt okay about consuming a little bit more pancakes than usual. That's not a big deal. Okay, next question, next question. This one's a little long, so we might get a short answer. Nah. <laughs> no? Darn. Okay, here we go. I once saw this fitness influencer using a rowing machine and mentioned that adding a little twist or raising your arms higher as you pull back makes it more fun. And fun's in quotes. She was trying to incorporate more movement into the workout instead of just doing the straight push and pull method. Would that still make the workout as effective or less? All right, there's a lot to digest uh, with this question, but I think the basic question around this is, can I use a rower in other ways besides just rowing? Uh, and rowing is a great uh, workout to do, um, great cardiovascular workout. When done properly, you can train muscles in your upper and lower body and your core. So rowing, definitely something I would recommend for anybody that's looking for just good quality aerobic exercise. Um, it can be a little boring. <laughs> can get a little monotonous. Um, I don't necessarily like rowing for long periods of time. Some people do. Great. Uh, but yeah, just like any other activity can get a little monotonous, can get a little boring. So you want to add some twists to it uh, just to kind of change it up and make you a little bit more excited to get on the rower and get your workout in. So I don't have any problems with individuals using equipment in different ways. The two main things I look for when you're starting to think of different activities you could be doing on equipment is number one, is that machine built to do it? Because if your machine's not built to perform certain movements, uh, you could ruin your machine. This goes back to a couple episodes ago about safety as well. Yes, correct. So that's part of it. So if you're using a piece of equipment in a way it's not meant to be used, number one, you could damage the equipment and then you won't have a rower to use anymore. Oops. Uh, number two, you could injure yourself. And like we stated previously, that's a really good way to put yourself in a rut and prevent you from moving forward in your exercise program. So those are the two things I would definitely caution with if you're trying to you either follow somebody who's doing something on a piece of equipment and it looks cool and exciting and maybe it is effective, just think about, okay, well, is my piece of equipment able to do that and can I perform that safely? The next part is, is that some movement that's actually going to be beneficial to me? So if I'm using a row machine, for example, and I want to pull my uh, rowing strap in a different angle, uh, number one, if I don't know what kind of angle I'm pulling at and I'm just following somebody on a video, I don't know if that's actually effective or not. So uh, learning the movements, making sure that they're natural movements, um, there's no reason why you can't pull the rowing belt in a different angle. You just got to make sure that it's an effective angle and you're not, again, putting yourself at risk for injury or putting the rower at risk for damage because that's you know two things that you definitely want to avoid. That's a good point. Um, so again, safety first, whether or not it's going to be more effective, uh, you're probably not going to get as effective aerobic workout uh, if you're trying to pull the rower in different angles and different positions, uh, just because that's generally not what it's meant for. 
Um, but at the same time, if you are adding different movements uh, with the rowing machine, uh, you can elicit different muscles, get them involved, um, you know, increase your range of motion in different ways, increase your flexibility in different ways, activate different muscles. I actually just filmed a video showing uh, some exercises that you could do with your rower that aren't rowing. Um, so if you check out our YouTube channel, you can, uh, you can see those exercises. I think that's going to be posted within the next week or so. Um, or so maybe, I think maybe it's already been posted. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I think <laughs> watching that video, if you're somebody that's interested in adding some exercises uh, to your rowing uh, workout plan that aren't specifically rowing, um, that'll be a good thing to look at and just see if you can get some, some fun new exercises involved into your routine. Hmm, that'd be fun. All right. I found that question that related to our first question. This one was, what are some stretches we can do at our office desk, assuming that we don't have a lot of space or privacy? Yeah, again, privacy goes back to kind of what kind of workspace are you in? Are you in a cube? Are you in an office? Are there a lot of people around you? Are there people that are going to be like yeah, watching the you? the same what thing you, as the other one. What are you doing? Yeah, like, well, like why are you moving your body that, that, that way? You know, just kind of be observant of what kind of environment you work in. Uh, but I would say in terms of in a sitting down position, uh, if you're at your desk, there's plenty of arm stretches that you can do. Uh, crossing your arm across your body, crossing your arm overhead, uh, just doing some neck rolls, doing some neck stretches. Uh, those just require the seated position. You don't have to move your body around too much at all, and that won't be very distracting because you're not waving them around, you know, swinging your arms all over the place, you know, doing some weird mo movement that everybody's <laughs> going to be like, what's I going on over there? I actually do have a few exercises I do on my own, and they all involve my wrist, my wrist and my hands. Um, I picked them up from YouTube, which may or may not be a great idea, but I watched other people, especially in my case, are there artists, so they're writers, typers, uh, people who need their fingers. And uh, I kind of followed what they did, but not to the point where it started to hurt. So, you know, trying to keep cautious of how far my body's able to go. But that was just for hands and wrists. And like you were saying, arms. Um, what about beyond arms? Yeah, so if you're looking beyond arms, um, I mean, you're sitting in a chair again. So the best way to stretch your legs in a chair is to kind of sit towards the edge. Keep your legs straight out in front of you. You can bend forward, touch your toes. Stretch out your hamstrings. You can remain in an upright seated position. You can cross one leg over the other, get a good glute stretch. Um, so there are ways that you can incorporate leg stretches um, in the seated position, and those don't require a lot of movement either. Um, you can add some torso rotations to give yourself a little stretch in your back if you do have a chair that rotates. Um, so yes, there's plenty of stretches that you can do seated at your desk that wouldn't cause, you know, a distraction and drawing attention to yourself. Maybe we should do an article on that. Yeah, that would be definitely a great uh, video to create as well. Well, we can do that one. That would be good. We should, you know, mark it on the list. Do we have a list around here? <laughs> Marked it. Marked it. Sweet. Okay, <laughs> next thing, next thing. What can we do during an eight-hour workday to reduce eye strain? Oh, this is a fun one. Oh, yeah, I wear glasses. Do you have eye strain? Uh, do you know so, what eye strain is? Well, I mean, my eyes do get tired and a little okay. achy. And then I do realize that my doctor had recommended I get a blue tint for my glasses. Okay, so, so different light can, waves affecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And blue then, of light. course, you know, not enough sleep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, from, from a basic standpoint, we don't, I mean, we can get really in-depth with this, but just from a, 
if we're giving some practical application for reducing eye fatigue, um, your eyes do dilate, right? So they open and shut depending on how much light is available. Um, that causes muscular work, right? Your eyes do have muscles in them that contract and relax. Um, so if they're constantly being forced to focus on a specific area, right? Just think, oh, I've got my muscles are contracting, right? They're in a tense environment. So if they're in that same environment for a long period of time, they're going to get tired. If we're just thinking about it from a muscular standpoint, in order to combat that, all you have to do is change the direction that you're looking. So if I'm staring at a screen that's a foot in front of me um, to give my eyeballs some, you know, relaxation, um, what I want to do is stare off into a distance that's further away. Um, even go outside for a few minutes just to give your eyes a muscular break. Uh, we'll just call it what it is in terms yeah. of um, just letting your eyes relax a little bit from staring at the same focused attention space uh, for a prolonged period of time. So every 20 minutes, if I was going to give you kind of a little general good way to practice this, would be every 20 minutes, give your eyes a break, stare at something that's further in the distance, um, just for about a minute or so. Just Turn, to, talk to your coworker. Well, you want to you want to change. <laughs> if your coworker Sorry. is uh, fifty yards away, that's great. You know, gaze off into the distance. Further. Give, there was yeah. a fish tank I used to stare at before uh, they moved my desk. Oh, okay. And I love that fish tank. I can still see it, but there's a computer in front of it now, yeah. so I got to kind of like lift, stretch. Yeah. So it's just changing your focus of attention, especially from something that's really close to you, like your computer screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, best way to do it is just to go outside. Um, that sounds good. And that'll help relax the eyes. That as sounds well. like it has multiple benefits too. So that should oh, be yeah. a good one to totally. do. Totally. I have one more question. This is going to be our last one. I've heard that the first two weeks of starting a new fitness program is the hardest. What strategies or tips do you have for someone to keep motivated and stay on track? Oh, great goal. I kind of have an answer to that. Yeah, I mean, we episode covered one some and of two. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to episode one and two and check out some of our early content uh, where we covered a lot of that information. But just to answer that question now, um, I, I can kind of give you three points for that, uh, especially when you're motivated to start something new, right? So we're, we're assuming that you're starting an exercise program, you're ready to go, um, you know, maybe you've set a goal, but you're, you're just ready to go. You want to get started, this is what I want to do, I want to try it, let's do it. So what you have to do first is make sure that you have a long-term plan, All right? So planning is going to be the best part of it. Um, so every week, planning when are you going to do your workouts, but don't just plan for that week. Make it, okay, this is what I'm going to do in my routine for every week going forward for at least six to eight weeks just to kind of give yourself a full program to follow. Uh, the next thing is try to come up with ways to keep yourself accountable, um, so whether that's getting check-ins from a coworker, from a family, from a family member, from a friend, um, if it's from an app, like whatever it is, make sure that you have some kind of accountability system in place uh, because that's going to help you make sure that you stay are staying on top of whatever it is that you've, whatever goal it is that you've set, whatever workout program you've uh, scheduled, uh, you want to have some kind of accountability. Uh, the last part is you want to make sure that you're continually reminding yourself about what your motivation is and what your goal is. And when is your goal, uh, when do you want to accomplish your goal by? Because uh, if you set a date to it, if you circle it on a calendar, you know it's coming, uh, that's going to be motivating. If you can see it on the calendar, you know it's coming up. Uh, so plan, make sure that you know when you're exercising, what you're doing, and don't just start it for a week. Make it for six to eight weeks. Uh, make sure that you have an accountability uh, process set in place. And then make sure that you're always continually reminding yourself, hey, I've got this goal coming up. And I've set it for a particular date. So if I'm not doing what I need to do, 
that's going to be a little bit motiv- more motivating to help me uh, exude a little bit more effort once that, that date comes. Right. Uh, so plan, accountability, and make sure that you're reminding yourself what your goal is. All right. I guess now it's time for us to wrap up this episode. But before we do that, I wanted to say to the listeners out there, if you have any questions that we didn't cover here or we have not covered in our past episodes, you're more than welcome to send us a message, you know, through Twitter or Instagram, which I will let you know right about now. Uh, <laughs> so just, you know, get a hold of us. Let us know what questions you have. And maybe we'll answer it in a Q&A or maybe we'll do a whole episode on it. All right, now for the wrap-up. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Sunny Health and Fitness's Plyo Box Series, the number 72, 84, and 85. Now, I'm not very comfortable doing Plyo Box myself, but that is my goal product. I want to be able to jump, and yeah. I want to jump high. So I believe there was once said, use your glutes, not your boots. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I hear that, I think of, that amazing jump yeah, that it's I also, want uh, to do. It's so also really happy. good for building bone density. Hey, there uh-huh. we go. Tie in. All right. We want to thank you for joining us at 9 to 5 Fitness. We hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic or any of the topics we spoke about, you could even check us out on our website for more useful tips. And you can visit our show notes. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, YouTube as well for more video content, and come back next time when we talk about... Exercise programming. Oh, fun. Yes. <laughs>